he's worthy. We serve an awesome God. We may not always believe that, but he's an awesome God. He's an on-time God. Amen. And we may not always understand his ways, but as long as he's leading us, we're in the right place. Amen. It's not up for us to try to figure it out. Amen. Just rejoice because he's already worked it out. Amen. Amen. I asked Anthony the other day. I said, Anthony, I said, when you think about the word society, if you had it to describe in one word, what would it be? And being Anthony Smith, he says, unjust. (laughs) And I thought about that. And as I kept on, which I, I agree with him, but I think sometimes society in one word is pressure. It's pressure. Pressure is that continuous physical force that goes against another object. It's something that we come in contact with. It influences and it, it intimidates us in some ways. And I remember about 14 years ago when I was working at JCPenney's and I had moved into this apartment that I just felt was just the right place for me to be. Three-bedroom apartment, one bath, me and my children. And I was at a place where I was good. I could pay my bills. I could take a couple of dollars and put over in savings. And I had a car that was reliable. And being a single mother, I don't know about y'all, but I always drove what somebody else had, what they didn't want. (laughs) Amen. But I was able to have a reliable transportation, and I was doing good until pressure hit. And when pressure hit, I walked into work one day, midday, on a Friday, one of my busiest days, and slipped on water. Felt the pain. Didn't want to be embarrassed. Continued to work my whole shift in pain. That night, I ended up at the emergency room, and to this day, I'm still reminded of that pressure. It influenced my life. It hit me in such a way I, could, I had to let my car go. The money that I had put into savings has now become a every month, an everyday need. For two years, I struggled to pay my rent. But she said, for some reason, I can't put you out. Just give us what you got. I got it caught up. But I thank God for that. But pressure, society, life, when things happen that is out of our control, how do we keep our heads above the water? How do we keep going through this thing called life with so much weighing us down? I'm glad you asked. Let's turn to Psalms 63. And keep in mind that pressure. Amen. And we're still talking about a soundtrack today. Amen. And uh, I think David, if you go back to his beginning, boy, David has some lyrics for you. Amen. (laughs) David said it got to a place where he even forgot about where he was. He danced, 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 as we say, all night long. When I think of his goodness 
and what he's done for me. When I think of his goodness and how he set me free, I can dance, 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 dance all night. That song reminds me of David. Because the goodness of the Lord was with him. Even when we don't even think that God is for us, he always show up in the nick of time. Amen? Amen. And we're going to be reading this out of the common English. God, my God, it's you. I search for you. My whole being thirsts for you. My body desires you in a dry and tired land. No water anywhere. Yes, I've seen you in the sanctuary. I've seen your power and glory. My lips praise you because your faithful love is better than life itself. I'm going to read that one again. My lips praise you because your faithful love is better than life itself. So I will bless you as long as I am alive. I will lift my hands in your name. Amen. Now, what's so powerful about this is that David is on the run in Psalm 63. He running. He ain't sitting in his house just thinking about the goodness of the Lord. David is running to the deserts. He is running for his life. And you know what's also crazy to add to this pressure? He running from his own son. Now, note takers, or those that just got that good memory, jot down um, 2 Samuel 15. And if you read that, it'll catch you up to where we are. His son is looking for his father. David said, we got to go. Because if he catch us, he going to kill us. He going to destroy us. Now, you talk about some pressure. But even in the midst of the wilderness, even in the midst of the desert, there is still a praise on David's lips. He may be in a dry place, but there is living water flowing from him. David didn't let what was around him destroy what was in him. David said, you know what? There's no water anywhere. I got the pool from within. He says that's living water. Remember when he met the woman at the well and she was just drawing water. He says, but I can give you water that will never run out. Don't you know, sitting here today, every person have a, their own well. There is a well in you. That God is wanting to draw. And he's wanting you to draw from. That even in dry places, you're still victorious. You're still victorious. He did not let the circumstances around him keep him bound. Pressure is applied to David's life again. <laughs> Which means he's been through this before. He's been to a place where he's had to trust God. And that trust in God don't really happen overnight. Now, for some, I heard people say, and I'm not knocking it. But for me, my struggle has been real. 
I didn't felt his presence one day. And the next day I'm saying, where are you? You said, you brought me to this. And then you leave me. Where are you? So some can get it one time and run on. God bless you. God bless you. But for me and my stubborn self, for me, they won't always ask, but why? How you going to do that? When is that going to happen? He was like, Tony. But he know what he created. He know us. That's why it's not about how you get to him. It's that you get there. Because once you have that encounter with Christ, your life changes. Even when you try to go the opposite way, like David said, he always find us. I thank God for that. <laughs> One thing that we know about David is that his walk with God at this point is on point. He's in a good place. He's in a good place. We know that his life, he knows that his life isn't about him. It is about the Christ that dwells on the inside of him. He already knows that, uh, like uh, Pastor Dustin taught about that good shepherd. He already knows about the good shepherd. Amen. He already knows what God can and will do for him. He already knows when he messes up where he can go. He already knows when he feels lonely, even in the middle of the wilderness, that he is not by himself. He says the good shepherd would seek out his sheep. Amen. He'll seek them out. So David has been seeked out and God is showing up. Sometimes we don't know how to seek for him. We don't know how to get to that place to, to where God can be God in our lives and he can manifest. See, we think that we can call our best friend and tell them about it, and they got all the answers. Why? Because we see God moving in their life. They always reading. They always talking about the goodness of God. They quoting scripture. So I'm going to go over here because I need some help. I need some answers. And since they know a song every time, and they always hit that right song when I need it, and they give me that right scripture, I can seek them. But God says, no, I am the seeker. Seek me. Because it's going to come a time when it's going to be me and you. So we got to get to a place in our praise and our worship where when God is speaking and we don't hear and we get in a desert place and then we need to hear from God how we can get back in line with him. Because he's always working in our lives. Amen. Even in the wilderness. David knows that there is strength, hope, joy, and peace, even in the wilderness. That's hard. Because when I think of wilderness, I don't think of none of that. And that's just my carnal way of thinking sometimes. And that's where we are at times. But the word says, lead not to thy own understanding. But acknowledge him. If we can just acknowledge him in those dry places. Just acknowledge him. Just say, God, it's me. I'm, I'm, that, I'm that sheep that keeps running from you. <laughs> I, I'm stuck. And I heard that 
you are the only way I can get out of this. Even if I don't get out of it physically right now, you can give me joy in the midst of this wilderness. You can give me peace in the midst of this wilderness. You can give me strength, Lord, in the midst of this wilderness. Acknowledge him in the midst of the wilderness. Even in the midst of the wilderness, and I do believe this, that he will give you a melody from heaven. <laughs> I love when he do that. When he give me that song, and that song bring back a memory of where I was, when that song did something in my life, and even in the midst of the wilderness, when I ain't supposed to be thanking God and raising my hands and praising God, there's a praise on the inside. Melody from heaven, he will give you that to ignite you, to empower you, even in the wilderness. So when I think about this, this psalm and these four verses, and I think about a soundtrack, when David says, oh, my God, it's you. I search for you. My whole being thirsts for you. I hear, I need thee. Oh, I, I need thee. Every what David is saying, I need thee, Lord. Oh, I need thee every hour, Lord. I need thee. Bless me now, even in this wilderness, my gentle Savior, my Father, my Creator, my all in all. Without you, bless me, Lord, even in the wilderness. That's hard to say for some. Well, maybe me. I'm not going to put y'all issues, my issues on y'all. I just ain't going to do that today. Amen. Amen, Pastor. But sometimes that's hard. But that's what I hear when I read that. And I think about a soundtrack for David in this song. Bless me now, my gentle Savior. I've come to thee. David is calling out to God, everything that I am, I surrender unto you. Even in the desert, David is singing to God. Nothing can satisfy me, God, but you. I may be on the run. My life is in danger. But only you can satisfy me. Only you can restore me at this present time. He said, my mind, my body, and my soul surrenders unto you. I thirst for you, God, and you only. That is powerful. To thirst for him and him only. Now, he in a dry place. Probably ain't got no water. He said, I don't care. 
I'm not worried about the water that would satisfy me for a moment. He said, I'm pulling from this well within that would satisfy me for a lifetime. Even in the dry place, he's still pulling on God and trusting him. David may be in a desert, but he's not in a desert within. Amen? Sometimes we let what we see control how we feel. And that's not what he wants. He says, even in a dry place, I am with you. Trust me. Pull from me. <laughs> David says, in my flowing of living water every day, this is my life. I'm trusting God every day for my life. This place that I am, I may be experiencing a drought, but I won't go unsatisfied as long as I'm leaning on the Father. <laughs> Israel wrote a song, and it says, to worship you I live. I live to worship you. We're going to let that be David's second soundtrack. Because that's what he's saying here. I worship you to live. I'm in a desert on a run for my life. But I seek you out, God. Because as long as I'm living, I am living for you, even if I'm on a run. He takes that time out for God. Sometimes we don't take that time out for God. We don't sleep at night because we're worried about what tomorrow we're going to bring. He told us, don't worry about it. I got that. You better get your rest. I got tomorrow. I got you right now. If you trust me, live for me. No matter what's going on. Stay with me. Stay with me. God said, just stay with me. I got you. I got you. I worship you to live, God. Because sometimes I feel like this pressure is a bit too much. Huh. I'm going to make that number two, David soundtrack. I tell you, we're going to play these songs because some of us are in the wilderness right now. We're trying to figure something out that God has already worked out. Makes us uncomfortable. I don't like being uncomfortable. See, we got control. If it get too hot, we turn on some air. We can get comfortable. Amen? Sometimes I be at work and I be like, Lord, I need some coffee. I get coffee and I'm like, oh, comfortable. I'm good now. <laughs> but when we can't get to these things that makes us comfortable, that's when we have to call on God and trust him. Verse 2. <laughs> I love this verse. I, I, well, let me just... Mm. I've seen you in the sanctuary. Ah, my God. How many of you have seen God in the house of God? When God show up, 
He said, I've seen you in the sanctuary. He said, I've, I've seen your power and your glory. David is reminding himself of the power and the glory. God Almighty. He's putting himself in the house of God, but he's in the wilderness. But he's setting himself in a place where God is. David is in the wilderness. He's reflecting back of the power and the glory of God in the sanctuary. He says, so here I am in a place of worship, my eyes open, drinking in your strength and your glory. God, I'm pulling from you. I'm pulling from you, God. In the sanctuary, my mind and soul is taking me back. And God, even in this drought, even in this wilderness, I am pulling from you, God, because I know what your power can do. I've experienced the glory of you, God. And in the wilderness, I'm pulling from that. But what happens when we get in the house of God and we don't know how to pull? What will happen when we get in the wilderness? What will we draw from? David says, I've I seen you, God. <laughs> and I know what you can do. I Know what your power can do. I sing the glory of the Lord. I was there, God. So in the wilderness, he's going back. He says, I'm, I'm pulling on that, God. In this very hour, that same power, that same glory, I need it. Even in the midst of this wilderness. <laughs> Think about this. If we don't do what God is asking us to do at the present time that he asks us to do it, we short ourselves. And our praise and our worship <laughs> is what's going to get us through. I remember the first time I said hallelujah out loud. It felt like God just hit me in the back. I'm like, let it out. And I couldn't stop saying it. My God. The first time. It's kind of scary. <laughs> but hot digging the dog that second time and that third time, I got it. Because I know what it did for me. I know what it ignited, that power in me. It did something. That to the day when I say hallelujah, it does something on the inside. Oh, God, I thank you. David is pulling from God. 
He said, I've seen you in the sanctuary. I, I saw you, God. I, I know that was you, God. I, couldn't nobody else do that but you, God. Couldn't nobody else heal God like that. Couldn't nobody else restore joy, God. Couldn't nobody else give peace to my sister or my brother like that, God, but you. I've seen you. I've seen your power and your glory. <laughs> He's still in the wilderness, in a physical wilderness. But he's spiritually free. Amen? So this one right here brings me to my second soundtrack. No, this is the third one. I snuck one in on us. Amen? I had to write this one down. This one came to me this morning. I was minding my business. And God just started singing Melody from Heaven. And he says, when I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he raised me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost, how he healed me from the uttermost. When I think about the Lord, how he picked me up and turned me around. How he placed my feet on solid ground. This is my part right here. It makes me want to shout. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I learn thee of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. Let's shout it one more time. It makes me want to shout. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. Soundtrack in the wilderness. <laughs> when I think about the Lord, it makes me want to shout, thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy. Amen. And this comes that when he was at a place and in the sanctuary that he had a praise and a worship. He had a relationship with God. It got to a place where it wasn't about who was around him, for we know David. David got it in when he had to get it in. Amen. And David stayed with God until what God was doing was done. Amen. We got to learn to stay with God so that what God is doing until it is finished for that moment. Amen. Mm, I'm almost through, y'all. I ain't going to hold you long. Dacia Worship says to me, he says that, God, you are the head of my life. Because of you, I live. I have my very being. He says, let God know that I trust him. David said, God, I'm letting you know that I, I trust you in his praise and his worship in these four verses. This is what I got out of it. This is what me and God talked about. Now, you may read it later on in your own time, and he may give you something else to fit your situation and what you're going through. But this is what he gave me. He said, do you trust me? Do you trust me? I got this. 
He says that as I, I stay with God, I know all things are working for my good. That's another song if y'all want, if y'all know that. He said it's working for my good. He's working for me. He's working through me. And he's working beyond me. <laughs> he's working beyond me. He says, in my wildest dreams and in my prayers, God is still gone before me. Ephesians 3 and 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundant above all that we could ask or think according to his power that worketh in me. Huh. Mm. Our praise and our worship activate the power of God that is in us. And I think that sometimes we, we forget that. That everything that he's called us to, he knew it. He created us. Our button of power and praise is in here. We just don't push it. We don't trust it. We don't trust it. But David trusted. He knew how to get to God. Verse 3 says, my lips praise you because your faithful love is better than life itself. Good God Almighty. The faithful love of God. He says, verse 4, so I will bless you as long as I am alive. I will lift up my hands in your name. That is powerful. Especially when you realize what is going on with David. Praise and worship causes our hearts to be in tune with the heart of God. His desires become our desires. His words become our words. And his thoughts become our thoughts. We stay connected. I believe that David understood that his praise and his worship was all that he had to keep him connected to God. And to, to true him. Because sometimes... We want to say that we're this, but the truth is, amen. I tell everybody I'm 5'1", but the truth is, and I'm holding it. <laughs> I'm staying with it. But he say this is how he stays connected. He says, I'm, I'm with you, Lord, to the very end. For God I live, for God I die. He understands that at this present time, Christ is all he got. Christ is all we got, y'all. When the pressure of life comes, God is all we got. He's the only one that can restore us and can heal us and direct us, keep us. Still his strength and his joy in us. By his grace and his mercy, we are still standing. Because I can think of a time in my life where I ain't supposed to be here. I ain't supposed to be here. But God. Just but God. So going back, and I'm getting ready to close to my story. My life took a, a, a drastic change. Stuff started leaving. I'm at the window. Look out. Wait, where my car go? Huh. Where'd my money go? I was excited about what I was doing as a single parent. And then all of a sudden, the pressure of life hits me. 
But two years prior to that, God and I had a conversation, and he won. (laughs) And he started challenging me to put my kids down at night, go into my front room, I had Bibles. My mama had given me commentaries. And everybody know I love a sheet of paper and a pen. I write on everything. And um, I would sit in, my, in this chair, and I would just get quiet. He started dealing with me with paying my tithes. Started paying. Almost two years. We would have women's fellowship in my front room. We would have prayer. My sister right there, we would have prayer meeting in my front room, and God would show up because I set aside that time of praise and worship with him. There would be times I would wake up in the middle of the night and my hands raised. I don't know if y'all ever experienced that. And my hands raised. And I'm waking up thanking Jesus with my lips. But I was resting. Tony rested, but God continued to minister because I trusted him. And it got to a place to where I was watching the cart, longing for this time to be with God. And how he would just show up in my life. So when this tragic hit, when the pressure of life hit me, I was semi-prepared because it still hurts. But I tell you, that physical car left. God gave me favor with the landlords. My sister, no. She's sitting right there. We did not go without eating. We ate every meal. Our lights never got cut off. I still continued to go in that front room and open up my word and read and study and lay before the Lord. And I remember one time I asked God, I said, God, you got the answer this for me, and I'm going to stay right here until you do it. I put that pillow down on that floor, and I woke up the next morning just like I went down, letting me know I can't order God to do nothing. <laughs> I got to trust him. But he still loved me because he woke me up that next morning. And I brought back, he brought back to my remembrance what I said. And he reminded me of what he did by what I said, absolutely nothing. So I had to learn to be able to thank him in the midst of the wilderness. I had to be able to have scripture in the midst of the wilderness. I had to have that connection to him in the midst of the wilderness. Where it says, the song says, if I can't do nothing, I'll just wave my hands, Lord. And sometimes that ain't for him. We ain't flagging him down. (laughs) We ain't flagging him. Now, hey, you see me? He see you. That's for us, acknowledging him. God, I worship you. I praise you. I thank you. I may not know what's going on, but you know all, God. And you got me in the midst of this wilderness. And I'll keep trusting you. So I challenge you today. I thank you. I stand with you today. Like my brother used to say, we need to pump up the praise. (laughs) We need to pump up our praise because we don't know when our wilderness is coming. But we all are going to have them. He says our trials, they make us stronger. And my strength, our strength in order to stand 
comes from the Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Do anybody desire prayer at this time?